0: episode 174. You might just be a superhero. Hi, I'm Dan Krinas from the Leader of Learning Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure to check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three Two, one. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, Elite Educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. Thank you for tuning in another week. It is encouraging to me that you invest in yourself through a podcast such as this one. And if you follow religiously, then you are learning some great lessons without the pain of a lesson learned. That's where my pain is your gain. So if you are just joining us, welcome. We're happy to have you join this elite club of educators who spend their free time honing their craft. I always try to think of a specific type of teacher when I share my lessons here on the podcast because it helps me better identify what part of the story might be most helpful to you if I know your struggle. And I thought about speaking to teachers in distress with this particular episode, but I realized in my situation that brought this lesson on, I actually wasn't in distress at all. In fact, things were great. And because of that, I think it's important that this lesson is shared with all of you, regardless of whether you are new or a vet or leading others, or struggling to keep your head above water. I want to talk about the superhero that lies within us all if we are ever courageous enough to let it out. You are going to learn five action steps that you can use in any situation to gain clarity and courage to move forward like the superhero that you are. Let's reignite your passion of potential. You ready? Here we go. Happy almost holiday, folks. I cannot believe 2018 is almost closed out. I hope you look back with gratitude and peace Thankful for what came your way and appreciation that you accomplished all that you wanted to. Coming up in January of 2019 is a pretty amazing opportunity, one I wish was available to me when I was early in my career. If you tuned into my last episode, I leaked a pretty juicy update. I am launching a mentorship club for newer teachers, years one through three. Honestly, if you're in years like one through five, I'm not going to turn you away. Okay, let's be honest, if you're like a 20-year veteran and you wanna partner together to up your game, I am not gonna stop you. But with all my work with new teachers, I was asked to help those who are not brand spanking new but haven't yet earned their veteran stripes. So that's why I'm focusing on years one through three and put together a webinar series and printables to give you tons of strategies and techniques to up your game now that you're able to keep your head above water with the day-to-day logistics of teaching. And I leaked those details last episode, so why don't I leak a few more details today? Well, here's more of what you are going to get. Weekly lesson plan feedback, weekly unlimited email voxer communication, tip of the week video, monthly one-on-one virtual calls, quarterly goal setting, optional virtual lesson observation through Skype or Google Hangout, and so much more. So here's the deal. I am only opening the door for two weeks or else I'm going to have a class of hundreds of mentees and I won't be able to give you individual attention. So January 1 through 15, the doors will be open and that's it. So keep an eye open on social media for links and details. Just go to alwaysalesson.com. You'll find all my social media handles there to follow on the platform that you prefer I'm just super excited to expand my new teacher work to help newer teachers too. Uh, so let's make 2019 a year to remember. Alrighty, let's jump into this week's episode. God, did I learn a super important lesson that was so painful <laughs> and scary, but oh so rewarding. So stay with me as I unravel the story in my personal life first, and then I'm going to bring it back full circle to the impact it had on me as an educator. All right, so this episode <laughs> came out... Of the last couple weeks, my husband left for work. He was gone Monday through Thursday. And those of you who have significant others who work out of the home and most of the week... I envy you. You must have your house on autopilot with like severe efficiency because that's the only way that I see this working. (laughs) My dad traveled solely for work for decades, so I'm not getting much pity from my mom. And both my sisters-in-law have husbands, my brothers, who travel from time to time for work and they also have two to three kids each and they hang just fine. So again, not much pity coming from them either. And you too are probably like, whatever, Gretchen, get over it. But anytime you do something for the first time, it's scary. So at least throw me that bone. But my situation has a few added stressors, should I say. And for perspective, my husband rarely travels, but he does work late hours, like 12 plus hours a day. So I'm used to running this home ship myself, but at least he's home at night to give me a break, you know, if I need it. But what stunk about this traveling situation is it wasn't just this week. I mean, I could handle a few days here and there, but three weeks in a row, for three nights in a row, he's gone. Sad, lonely, whatever. But add in two kids, two under two. Oh God, that's a lot of mommying by myself. (laughs) I don't know how you single mamas do it. Serious props go out to you. Let's also add in one needy old pup and you got yourself an exhausting circus. The point is the cards were stacked against me in this ongoing scenario. I am outnumbered by needy humans and animals, and I must rely solely on myself to get through. Uh, I have to call all the shots. I have to manage behavior, expectations, schedules, and all the other logistics by myself, which is fine because I'm a type A person and a leader. And so I got this, right? But the two under two thing, Oh, that totally throws a wrench in this plan. Well, actually, not totally. There's one more lever that is trying to sink my ship as we speak. But the two under two requires so much energy. And I am emotionally spent because I'm trying to keep one kid from shoving something harmful in her mouth (laughs) while keeping the other one from climbing shelves and raiding cabinets. And those of you who teach preschool, kinder, or pre-K, you're saint. Like, I have two and I need to multiply myself. I don't know how you take on an entire class of these rugrats. I swear they are a better workout than the gym. But let's remember, I also have an infant, so I never really start my day with a full tank energy because I've been up all night with her. Are you starting to predict how this is going to turn out? (laughs) Well, the last lever that was an unplanned total curveball was a freak snowstorm that hit the Carolinas. So now we don't have the outdoor outlet to release pent-up energy. Awesome. But then, preschool, my saving grace was canceled. Not just one day, but two. Two days where I can recharge for three hours. I can really honestly avoid chores, (laughs) errands, and adulting altogether. Those moments were stripped from me without care. So let's reevaluate this lovely scenario. No husband for three nights in a row, three weeks in a row, two kids under two, one dog, no preschool, freak snowstorm. I mean, I thought I was doomed. Okay, y'all, I had to jump back in here real quick, add into this recording. This recording has been completed. It's actually uploaded on my website already for a future date to be released. But since this recording, something else has happened to this crazy scenario. And I was like, shoot, I have got to get back on there, tell them that they're not going to believe it. And then I have to live what I just preached to them about you might just be a superhero. So (laughs) think about all those same characteristics are together in this scenario. And then as if it hadn't been hard enough, the beginning of the day, the dog throws up in her crate. Fine. No big deal. Get that all cleaned up. Wash the bedding. Keep trying to keep the kids out of there. Oh my gosh. Fine. No big deal. Well, then my child decides on the way to her gymnastics class uh, that she we've got motion sickness. I shouldn't say decides, that's just something that happens, and she gets it from me, and it's just annoying. So now I'm late to this place. And I get her out of the car and she's covered head to toe because she's thrown up. And I'm like, well, I got to hurry up and bring her into class. So I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm that late person carrying a baby, walking in with a baby, like completely looking disheveled. Then they're looking at my kid like, ew, what is that? I'm like, I just got to clean her up real quick. It's fine. She'll be great. They probably think I'm a horrible mom for... my kid back in gymnastics but because i've seen her get sick before and be completely fine i was you know fine with it so she went had an amazing gymnastics class loved it flipped around never once got sick i don't know the difference so then we get back in the car head home well gosh darn it if she doesn't throw up again right as we're pulling in the driveway i'm like you've got to be kidding me so between the dog and then the kid and the car seat oh my god i was like so i don't think i ate all day i mean gross but she wasn't sick at all. Any other time, it was just two times one in the car there and one in the car on the way home. So I'm like, I this day has been hard enough, and it is now ten thirty in the morning. Like I feel like I've lived seventeen lives already. So I'm putting the kids to bed. Everything is great. You know, I'm getting up throughout the night with the baby, and around one a.m., I'm like, God, it was kind of cold. So I go up to do a feeding and she's really cold. And I'm like, God, let me check the thermostat. And everything's like on the temperature it's supposed to be, but I don't hear it. And I'm like, let me just go downstairs. I'm probably just really tired. And I look at that thermostat, same thing. Looks like it's on how it's supposed to, but I'm just, I don't hear it. And I'm like, God, it's getting really like, really cold. <laughs> I'm like, do not tell me. Cause this house is brand new. We built it. Uh, it's only like three years old. So I call my husband, as you know, he's away and up doing work. And he's like, what's wrong? And we're trying to FaceTime and I'm showing the thermostat, but we're trying to be quiet because the kids can hear. Try not to wake anybody up. Again, it's 1am. I'm sleeping on the couch downstairs because it's just easier for me to hear what's going on in case the monitor goes out. I'm like a paranoid person. I try and think of like every scenario to um, avoid any like big snafu. (laughs) And then this happens. Let's just fast forward to the point that this man, this stranger, comes into my home at 1.30 in the night, and he has to go upstairs and pull down the attic door, which sounds old and rickety, right in between the two girls' bedrooms. And I'm like, excuse me, sir, could you please be as quiet as possible? And I'm not joking. He looked at me and was like, Ma'am, do you want heat or do you want me to be quiet? And he wasn't trying to be rude, but here it is at one thirty. Poor man was sleeping and got this emergency phone call. He has to come out and I'm just I feel bad and my husband's away. I just feel helpless and frustrated. I'm tired. Um, and I'm like okay just yeah we need heat and so but he honestly was super quiet he's like I have to bang around a little bit I'll try and tap if I can (laughs) and he got it up and running apparently you just need some maintenance every two years or something I guess there's things you have to flush out and make sure you know birds haven't gotten into it and other crazy things and so needless to say it was up and running within 30 minutes and then they try and sell you all this stuff. And I'm like, it's 1.30 in the morning, man. Like, I just can't even calculate like what I'm signing my name to. Um, but he up and went and the girls, you know, did great not waking up and everything. But I'm like, gosh, dang it. If today hadn't got any flipping harder between the dog throwing up and the kids throwing up and then the heat gone out. I'm like, why does this always happen when your husband's not home And in the middle of the night, like why? Why can't stuff happen when people are around to help and in the daytime? But turns out I am more capable than I gave myself credit for. Not only did we all survive, it ended up being the best few days we've had in a while. I know you're probably shocked I said that. Well, I think that happened because instead of trying to share responsibility and accountability, I just took the reins. I made my own decisions. I made my own schedule and routines. And I ran things the way I would Want it ran. Now, I do that most of the time, but here's something about sharing decision making with someone that allowed me to check out from being all in. And for whatever reason, being all in allowed me to gain full control and confidence. I tackled obstacles without worry, yet, without grabbing the phone to talk about it with my husband, without wondering what I should do. I just acted. And then I had to rework my plan and act again because let's be honest, I might be a superhero on the inside, but I'm not perfect. But because of action, I was able to see if my plan played out successfully. And if it didn't, I would just tweak it the next day. And that's why step five of these five steps we're going to be talking about is the most important. My hellish three weeks is <laughs> because it's still going on and was a whirlwind. But I learned that I am worth more than I give myself credit for. Amen. I mean, I can weather bigger storms than I'm allowing myself to face. It's like I keep walking in the shallow end when I'm more than capable of jumping in the deep water. So it got me thinking. I know, long story to get to the point. Sorry. But I immediately thought about teaching and how so many storms came knocking on my door just as unexpectedly and I had to rely on myself to get through. I always made it. I mean, sometimes by the skin of my teeth, but I always got the job done. And sometimes better than I thought, just in the nick of time. I was able to create a family feel in a classroom that was a sea of desks. Because I had 30 plus kids before they could hire another teacher. You know, I was still able to personalize relationships with some really hard to reach students who had limited stability in their home and school life. I was still able to lead a team of colleagues to victory among back-to-back-to-back obstacles that landed a few of them in rehab and counseling. So the point is, yeah, I don't go choosing to make my life more difficult if it doesn't have to be. But when it is more difficult, I am able to bear it alone. I don't need life vests, other people, or a timeout. I can dig deep. Come out on top. And I don't know why I need to continue to face a mountain I think is insurmountable only to later accomplish the hike up and over the top. I mean, maybe subconsciously, I just don't have confidence that me, myself, and I create a firm foundation on which to stand. You know, sure, I have a great support system, but the point is that if I continue to rely on other things and other people, I'll never see what I can accomplish on my own. I'll never see the power I have to overcome. I'll never experience the feeling that I won't ever let myself down, that I can count on myself, that I've faced hard things before and will face them again in the future. And, and every time I figure it out and turn out better for it. So I want you to know that this is also true for you. When your back is against the wall, you can do more than you think. When you're faced with an obstacle or an opportunity to step up more than you think you're capable of, remember this. When you have to do something, you're able to muster the energy and the willpower to get it done. If it meant surviving a bear attack or providing food for your family while working multiple jobs, you're going to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and make it happen. I mean, you don't even think about it. You just react because you don't have the option to be weak. So you're strong. And remember that when you're having a rock hard day in the classroom, that you've come face to face with this bear before and it didn't take you down then. And it certainly isn't going to take you down now. Inside, deep inside, you have a superhero you can rely on that when you allow it to come to the surface will show you what you're truly made up of. And it's a whole heck of a lot more than what you allow it to be on a daily basis. I wish I gave myself more credit for what I can do as a mom and as a teacher and as a leader and as an entrepreneur. I don't know why I shy away from struggle when it's really an opportunity to elevate my skill set. I mean, it's a moment to put my skills to the test. I can't choose my obstacles. I just have to deal with them one at a time. I love that saying about eating the elephant one bite at a time. You can easily get overwhelmed thinking about the problem in front of you from start to finish, but that isn't how you win a war. It's one motion at a time. Just keep stepping forward and attacking. And for me, I've learned one thing. I easily get overwhelmed when things are out of control. So when I can wrap my head around something and create a game plan, I immediately de-stress and I come down out of some mental frenzy. I, you know, I remember my dad, mom, and I were somewhere and my dad leaned into me and said, well, let's just give her a minute. She just needs to think so she can go do her thing. And lo and behold, after we left her alone, she was able to decorate a room to perfection. She just needed to stand there and evaluate what was in front of her and develop her game plan and then boom, act. And that's me. I mean, I'm obviously cut from the same cloth. And when I was able to come up with my game plan of how I was going to execute our routines and daily logistics, I began to get excited to try some new things and see how it shook out. And it turned out my bedtime routine was better, not just for the girls, but better for me too. And our days were calmer when I planned them out because I knew, oh, we're going to be alone so long and we need to fill our day. And so when I planned them versus just going with the flow, I was actually, there's some calm that came about me. Our mornings were super early, but harmonious as I prepared for the needs of each kiddo before they arised. I wish I had allowed myself to take control of things like this sooner. And the same is true in the classroom. When I continued to get kids showing up at my classroom door unannounced with a secretary passing them off, like, here's your new student, I freaked out. I had no desk, no materials. I was in the middle of a super important lesson, like, hello, no heads up. I was against the clock and couldn't have another moment wasted. I could have imploded out of frustration, but I looked at the child and I knew that this was a moment I needed to step up. I tackled the issues one at a time. They just sat at my desk. Check. They looked on with a peer with whatever we were doing. Check. I went on with my lesson. Check. And when I had a down moment, I helped them unpack, get situated, and then I phoned the office for the needed supplies. The point is, we made it. I made it happen without giving up, and I did it myself because I had to. There was no one else in the classroom that was going to solve my problem. The anxiety could have debilitated me, but I dealt with each issue one at a time and And I slowly climbed out of the fog. Or how about when students came to me needing more than just curriculum? I stepped up too because they needed me. I had no time to teach life lessons, manners, self-awareness, whatever. But I found small moments throughout my day to connect with these kids and incorporate their needs where I could. You know, it took a lot of forethought and intention, but both were capabilities and skill sets I had if I wished to employ them. So I did, tackling one thing at a time. And then when I led a team after team after team of colleagues throughout my career, I learned how to serve us as professionals and individuals. That was really hard. I didn't think I had time to listen to their personal concerns and phone them on the weekends and text motivational reminders and help them seek professional help and write lesson plans for kids that weren't mine. That still really frustrates me. But it turns out when I think about what needs to be done, I start to see glimmers of opportunities in my day, like 30 seconds or less, where I can start to attack the obstacle. And then slowly over time, I get things under control and it always, always not only benefits myself, but those around me. You know, when it comes to being a mom, people always say to me, I don't know how you do it, mainly because my husband works a lot, but also because our kids are close in age, uh, but also because I'm a full-time entrepreneur and full-time mom and it's pretty freaking hard. But I love it and I choose it every day. And I'd probably say to myself too, God, I don't know how you do it because from the outside, it's a lot to handle and to do in a way that's efficient and looks effortless. And that's commendable for anyone that does it. But when you don't have a choice to handle it, you just handle it. I mean, you move mountains because you had to. So I hope that whatever you face in your classroom or school building starts to come into focus now as you see that when You're up against the clock or left out there alone. You can do anything. You just have to stop, evaluate what's in front of you, develop your game plan, put it into action, and repeat. Those are your five steps. It's not going to go perfectly, but hey, at least it's going, right? I'm really glad my husband went away. I realized I can rely on myself. I can do way more by myself than I thought. And I'm proud that I overcame something that at first I thought was impossible. And you listening right now are an elite educator. You listen to podcasts to feed your spirit and go back into the classroom and schools as a better version of yourself. And that's amazing. But I bet you might just be a superhero underneath all that elite stuff. You might be able to flex a new muscle if you just allowed yourself to work it out. I want you to say yes to something this week or this month that would normally freak you out and make you turn it down immediately. That means it's out of your comfort zone and it's going to stretch you in a way that will showcase to you and others what you're truly made out of. I mean, why just be mediocre? Why not chase down your better self? Accept the challenge. Step out of the box. Remember, you've done it before and you will do it again. Facing challenges is only scary when you don't have a strategy. Don't go in blind. Here's your strategy, your five steps. Step back. Evaluate the situation. Develop your plan. Attack. Repeat. Just remember my mom standing in that room trying to wrap her head around how she was going to do it and it came out amazing. Imagine me and all the scenarios I've told you from my personal to professional life. I needed the time to just think it through, get my plan together, and then put it into action. And if it didn't work, I tweaked it and did it again. Those five steps work for me at home and in the classroom, and I know it can work for you too. Step back, evaluate the situation, develop your plan, attack, repeat. You don't want to miss out on your superhero status that's waiting below the surface because you're too scared to rely on yourself to take on larger-than-life mountains. All right, elite educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on the five action steps you can use in any situation to gain clarity and courage to move forward like the superhero that you are. And like Jeff Foxworthy might say, you might just be a superhero. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered.